1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Celtic close in on newcomers at either end of the pitch As Alfredo Morelos' future remains unclear And Budge says Hearts have lost the battle But it's winning the war that counts And Premiership players plan to take the knee In an anti-racism display this weekend I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me in the studio is Gordon Dale and Roger Hanna Only four days to go now Gordon To the big Premiership kickoff. We've waited five long months to get football back But who'll be playing at the weekend? Will Celtic have Vasilis Barkas and Albion Ajeti in For the flag day against Hamilton on Sunday And will Rangers still have Alfredo Morelos in As they go to Betaudry on Saturday lunchtime? Yes we're on the countdown to Saturday Gordon Uh, Looking forward to it It's going to be strange sitting at the grounds And um, no supporters in there And You'll hear every word coming from the dugout Very interesting in that But at least we've got football just now And as Roger says A lot of uh, questions Who will start for the big two Celtic and Rangers at the weekend uh, Five months to get the football back Five months to get you two reunited oh. in the studio How does it feel? I mean do you miss each other? Is that, is that the way it works? I won't even bother asking if you miss me I know the answer to that Do you miss each other? How can I miss you? I've spent more Time with you than I've and spent And I'm sick fed up of the yeah, sight of you To be honest I, I, I get the impression This is what it was like When Gary Barlow And Robbie Williams <laughs> Get back together Think so? Yeah take that I, I've got to say I did miss Roger Did you? Yeah Just uh, because Well I saw you made your coffee tonight I don't yeah, know if that's, that's why I miss Roger <laughs> <laughs> for, for no other reason That was the only reason yeah. He makes a good coffee yeah, I don't run about after you The way he does Anyway 01419511025 The countdown to the season Is on I said it last night I'll say it again I know it's a bit strange I know these are uncertain times It's been a very disrupted off-season It's not quite going to feel the same Because fans can't go to the games But surely, this week of all weeks We can get excited about some sort of football Returning north of the border So don't keep your thoughts to yourself 0141 951 And on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Uh, It's that time of the year really Where pre-season is over There might be a couple of odd games here and there But essentially pre-season is over And the main event is fast approaching So to kick us off tonight What have you learned about your team In the last few weeks Quite a broad question So I'm hoping for a, a wide range of answers Who looks good Who's got a bit of work to do What does your team need Does it look like they might play A bit differently this season What areas need addressed Who's impressed you All of the above What have you learned About your team During pre-season And that's open to fans Of every team out there 0141 951 1025 uh, I, I get the impression Gordon You're the type who's going to say I've learned nothing because I don't pay any attention to pre-season. It's all about when the real event starts. No, I've been doing a oh, lot. Right, okay. of, I've been doing a lot of homework, a lot of research, Gordon. Uh, I learned that uh, we can't go to Ibrox and play our second string against a good Rangers side <laughs> and lose four 0 I watched uh, Celtic take on Hibs yesterday. I think Rangers have had a good pre-season, very confident pre-season. Um, I think watching Celtic yesterday, big question marks about. As Lee Griffiths got a future I uh, thought for 30 minutes when he came on the pitch He certainly was looking to impress Neil Lennon I thought he looked very sharp Yes, it was only 30 minutes I don't think he was very pleased with Kamala with the goal uh, It was stolen from him uh, So there's a lot of interesting things there um, Hibs, as I say, it's all about getting fitness Aberdeen, I've looked at one or two of their results Losing against St Johnston at, at home, drawn with Hibs 
So everyone's just trying to get to that level of fitness for the start of the new season. What main talking points jump out at, at you, Roger? Uh, you know, I, I said it was quite a broad question. I'm expecting a lot of different answers, but what's jumped out at you over the last couple of weeks? Um, I think both halves of the old firm can be pretty content with what they've done over a, a very, very strange pre-season. Um, I think they would like more work they'd probably have liked more games but the COVID-19 situation doesn't permit that um, it's yet to be seen whether either of them are undercooked but they did, certainly didn't look undercooked in the games we've seen so far the big issues this weekend will be whether or not Celtic have a new goalkeeper in mm-hmm. at home to Hamilton Ackies and for Rangers it's at the other end of the park is Alfredo Morelos still in the building for Saturday and if he is in the building is he in the right frame of mind to play for Rangers at Aberdeen? He has what could only be described as a checkered record against Aberdeen in the past. Um, will his mind be on a potential life-changing move to Lille? He spoke about it back in Colum- the Colombian media yesterday. And if he's not there to play, who in the earth did Rangers play in centre-forward with Jermaine Defoe out in the sidelines? Let's kick off with that then What have you learned About your team during pre-season It could be players That have caught the eye Players that have disappointed you Areas that need strengthened Tactical changes from the manager Anything at all You tell us What have you learned About your team During pre-season 01419511025 And we'll just run that Alongside all the news stories uh, That are kicking off At the moment As we mentioned Potential signings uh, For Celtic What's happening with Morelos The arbitration decision Yesterday Uh, If you think we've heard The end of that You would be wrong because after we went off air And Budge issued a fairly strong statement as well uh, And of course a big statement coming up this weekend From the Premiership players as well So lots to get through uh, Roger, with your um, Scottish son hat on I know you'll be close to all these stories How soon should Celtic fans expect Vasilis Barkas, the goalkeeper And uh, Albion Ajeti, the striker To be Celtic players um, I would think Barkas in the next 48 hours And I would expect him to play Against Hamilton Nackies at Parkhead On Sunday afternoon Ajeti um, I believe Ajeti is back in Switzerland and finished the season on the bench for West Ham at the weekend um, There is an interest there Talks have been ongoing I think it's a little bit further away And if it doesn't happen Then I think Neil Lennon will just look to a, a plan B or a plan C Because he does need striking cover um, Lee Griffiths, despite the fact that I saw him yesterday looked sharp, I don't think he's ready for the first team yet Bio injured and yet to convince Klamala, a couple of goals yesterday, yet to convince Yeah, I mean, Gordon Celtic needing a goalkeeper It's one of the more obvious phrases you could you could mm-hmm. utter during pre-season Because, well, they've lost two Two good ones, two experienced ones Fraser Forster and Craig Gordon So it looks like they're not going to hang about too much longer in addressing that one Yeah, and we're not surprised with that uh, We've had callers on this show, Gordon, when you were on holiday And we were in here working uh, asking the question about you know Celtic, the, I think everything laid on Fraser Foster. I think that was the number one choice. Of course, it was, but unfortunately, it's not happened for Celtic, and they'd be disappointed. But they've got to move on, uh, look forward now. They had to get a goalkeeper in. I'm I'm not so sure that he'll be thrown right in on Sunday. No disrespect, Celtic are at home to Hamilton. I think Scott Bain. Would be able to handle that no problem at all. As I said earlier, I think the Scott Bain's a very, very good goalkeeper, but you need competition there. Um, but I was impressed with the the young lad as a hazard, the the Celtic backup keeper. I thought he played particularly well yesterday, Roger. Um, good presence about him. So they'll, they'll have three decent enough mm. goalkeepers, and uh, I think it's a good signing, and um, I think it's a signing they needed, but. 
Everyone will be trying to improve their squad Because you've still got to October the 5th I think for the transfer How big a blow is losing Fraser Foster When you think of his performances in the league And especially the performances in Europe And the Betfred Cup final last season He was one of the first names in the team sheet He's not going to be there Well he won the cup for Celtic you've got to say um, Yeah it'll be massive Roger Absolutely massive But there's a there's a cut off line Where you can go with like say wages and everything I know a deal had been done with Southampton But no, you can't hold that against Fraser Foster And the amount of money he's on To come up to Scotland You want that want real commitment Celtic aren't in that market To pay that sort of money So they have to look elsewhere And hopefully for everyone concerned at Celtic This goalkeeper will come in And prove to be a good signer Okay what have you learned About your team during pre-season Who's looked good Who's looked not so good What do you need to strengthen Anything else I'll take some left field answers To that one as well 01419511025 And let's kick off with Lee Who's in Kirkintillic How's it going Lee? Alright mate, how are we doing? Not too bad at all, how are you more importantly? Uh, I'm not too bad after watching the game yesterday on Sunday um, and uh, On Monday, sorry, getting my days mixed up here Forgetting what day it is uh, I, I thought it was a bit of an insult at first when I saw the team sheet Then Sham was thrown into that team uh, Judging by how many youngsters were playing But uh, quite impressed, quite quite happy with how we played Um and I think it'll be good with the five substitutions this season to be able to get a few more youngsters involved. Well, maybe that's one we can explore in a bit more depth. I think the clubs are actually going to have to vote on that soon, Roger, aren't they? Because the referees need to know yeah, by this. the end of the week. Yeah. <laughs> the referees need to know before the end of the week. So I'm sure we'll revisit that one. Uh, Lee's talking about Celtic looking quite sharp in his mind, Gordon. And I guess the numbers that they have in certain areas, highlighted by the fact that you play this largely second string team. And Olivia and Cham's in there with the with the captain's armband. Yeah, I did think that, Gordon. Uh, whether he just needed the game, he needed some match time, but to see a player of the quality of Cham, you know, okay, he's a captain out there. And to be fair to him, his attitude was absolutely brilliant, led by example. Uh, young players round about him, they learned so much from him. Um, I thought Celtic, after losing the first goal, yes, uh, they, they played particularly well. There's a few good uh, youngsters coming through, but... I don't think this season you will see many of them uh, featuring at the start. You know, we're looking at substitutions, yes. If they were at home, for instance, they were lead, they had a healthy lead, good opportunity to get them on for 10, 15 minutes. This season's too important for young players. I know we can go back years and years ago to the great saying you don't win anything with young players uh, when Alan Hansen said that. But I, I like how you've taken that famous phrase and just completely misrepresented it. You missed the word out kids. That was the famous word, was, was it, it not? kids? Okay, I'd say young ones, but it doesn't matter. It's the same thing. Uh, but I just believe that it's a, it's a season for season pros because it's going to be under pressure every game this season, Gordon, for both teams. And, and I'm not convinced we'll see the five subs anyway. I think you need 75% of the Premiership clubs to vote for it. You need nine for it to go through. I can only see a rule like that benefiting. Celtic Rangers mm. because of the depth of squad that they've got. Why would Hamilton Ackies or St Mirren See, please, or br- Ross please bring on Tom Rogic or Jermaine Defoe? Please bring on five more yeah. of your superstars <laughs> against us because the, the 14 you've already used yeah. aren't, aren't, aren't good enough. Um, I don't think it'll get through. Lee, what about the potential signings then? They certainly look close. Vasilis Barkas, the goalkeeper, I'll be in a jetty, uh, a striker. It's, it's just adding more quality to the team, isn't it, I suppose? Um, well, obviously with Fraser Foster going away, it's that's disappointing that we couldn't get that deal to go through. But Marcus, his stats look quite impressive, and I'm happy enough with that one. 
a jetty on the other hand. Didn't do much for West Ham, so we'll just need to play that one by year, but I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll be able to score a few goals against the Rangers. I mean his last season at, at Basel I think Roger was was better Yeah naturally You look at the most recent club It didn't work out At West Ham And the Barcast one Will be interesting Because Celtic fans are At this stage Clearly not going to think He's as good as Fraser Forster Because he's he's been out of sight If you like You don't know as much About this guy Fraser Forster was brilliant I'm, I'm assuming Celtic Hope that he's as good Or, or think he can be And it's a For a, for a goalkeeper it's, it's not a small fee No it's not a small fee And you could have got Joe Hart probably for No fee at all Albeit the wages Are probably higher Gordon So Celtic clearly think This is going to be Their number one for What is it Next four years Perhaps 26 years of age He's got a little bit Of development Or a good bit Of development left in him Probably is only going to get better Ten camps for the Greece as well Crucially for me He speaks good English I think he was born and raised In Holland Learned English at school Over there Um Communication is a huge thing for goalkeepers, as you know, so that that will help him. Mm. You know, when he comes into the club, a jetty. I'm not sure about West Ham had a lot of problems up front last season. You know, they had a lot of injuries. They finished the season with Michael Antonio up top on his own. Not really what you would say is a recognised striker, more of a sort of wide player. And still, a jetty couldn't get anywhere near the team. So, uh, one I don't know too much about. I know he's friendly with Mohamed El Yunusi. Maybe that has played a key role in the negotiations. But it'll be interesting to see how he does if he comes. It maybe was only a pre-season friendly. It was only a second-string team. It was against a a, a, a mixed-up Hibs team as well, Lee. But did Lee Griffiths show anything in the, the thirty minutes he was on to suggest that he's looking a bit sharper? Neil Lennon seemed to think so. I thought he looked brilliant, and I thought it was a bit of a shame that Komala scored to nick that goal off him. To be fair, he done brilliant. He obviously created the chance and uh, take it by the uh, players. So I was quite happy enough. I uh, was how he played, but obviously still feeling a bit let down with the fact that he let himself go during lockdown. But he seems to have pulled it together quite quickly. So he won't be long until he's back in. See how he's going to Yes. I mean as soon as I saw that As soon as I saw Klamala Steal the ball shamelessly mm. Off Lee Griffiths on the line I thought That's something DL would do Absolutely no doubt about it No doubt I've, 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 got, I've, I've got a history of it Gordon <laughs> uh, And I'm, I'm proud to say that I, I, I was, I'm a goal scorer I wanted goals They could do all the work As it was rolling towards the line Roger I would just run Tap it in Take the headlines uh, so I looked at uh, Lee Griffiths' face And I've got to say It was a great bit of skill It's much like what he does On the full-time teaser Roger When you do all the hard work And then he just I'm, steals I'm, your answers I'm just looking at my phone here I've got a text for Craig Brewster Saying he took 52 <laughs> off me I've got a text for Ali Graham Saying he took 44 off me And that uh, was only in one season And, and I, I can get down the list hey, hey, and Look, the, the boy wants to Stamp his authority Lee Griffiths What a great bit of skill it was Chips over the goalkeeper It's gone in and you should have seen his, his face was priceless. I loved that. I just love the fact of looking at Lee Griffiths' face. But he's quite right. Get in there and put it in the back of the net. It's all about scoring goals. But I do agree. I, I know, let's not get carried away here. It was 30 minutes yesterday. I think that Lee Griffiths uh, has recognised that he needs to put a lot of work in. Lee and Kirk and Tillock, you're a good man. Make sure you give us a call back sometime. Nicholas is a Rangers fan in Greenock. What have you learned during the pre-season, Nicholas? Um, well, I've been watching most Rangers matches, um, and I've found that I found that the defence for Rangers have been excellent. Alan McGregor and goal, John John McLaughlin have been fantastic. But and I've got a question for you for, uh, for everyone on the panel. I would like to ask: um, Do you think that Rangers' recent signings and the firepower will have up top with Alfredo possibly leaving Elio? Do you think they've got enough to challenge Celtic this season? 
Up no, front, Gordon Up front, no They need more um, Stephen Gerrard agrees, doesn't he? Yeah, well, even He was even talking about Adding when he had Defoe fit And Morelos And I totally agree with that Because it's going to be a long season It's going to be a hard season A lot of games um, And it will take its toll And you're looking at You know Defoe at the the, the wrong age if you if you know what I mean but I just think that uh, if Morelos leaves now everyone that I'm speaking to the now Rangers supporters are saying yeah he's, his heart's not and he wants to leave we understand all that but the biggest problem you've got and I know the argument is since the turn of the year he's only scored one goal he's never scored against Celtic I've heard all that before but he bagged 29 goals last season so you've got to go out and get someone that's going to try and get you 29 goals now, if someone comes to me as a manager and says, I'll give you a striker who'll score you 29, 30 goals a season, but he won't score against the team that you're going against, like i.e. Celtic, right? I would take that all day long. All day long. So I think that as much as... I think it's right for both parties. I think Rangers are at the end of their terror with them. I think Morelis has obviously stated he wants to go somewhere else and try somewhere else, and that's up to the boys quite right to do that. I just think that it's going to be a big ask to bring someone in that's going to get you the same return. I fully acknowledge, Roger, you can always spin these numbers whatever way you want. But Nicholas mentions Rangers' goalkeeping options, the defence. I don't think, in fact, have they conceded any goals during pre-season? I don't one think. against Hamilton, maybe very on first game. Absolutely. Um, so not very many yeah. is, is the sort of bottom line on that one. But that actually wasn't really an issue last season I think I'm right in saying they conceded the exact same number of Premiership goals as Celtic did Exactly mm. the same With the same breakdown of home and away goals as well It, it was at the other end It was at the firepower well, where, where perhaps the difference well, showed in the end Listen, you can shape this up any way you want I was, I was watching a documentary about Liverpool winning the league recently And I can't remember who was talking They said the key moment was Philip Coutinho Philip Coutinho is a wonderful player for Liverpool but Liverpool decided to cash in on Philip Coutinho because it allowed Jurgen Klopp to then go and build other areas of the team and make it more of a team. He went and spent the money on young centre-half called Virgil van Dijk, you may have heard of, a goalie, Alisson. A couple of other last wee pieces into the jigsaw and he used the money from a fan's favourite, a player the punters didn't want to leave the club. Um, but he went and the money was turned round and the, the team ended up stronger because of it. And you just wonder if there's a master plan there If Steven Gerrard's thinking If I can get £18 million in for Alfredo Morelos I can do A, B, C and D And the team is going to be stronger And listen, maybe or maybe not They'll end up a striker who scores 29 goals But maybe the team could score 30 goals yeah. more 35 goals yeah. more between them What do you think, Nicholas? Uh, yeah, I was just about to add on that Last season, when watching Rangers You see any time there was a crucial goal score by Rangers it was always Morelos that were relying on Morelos. Now, I think the sign of the young Hadji, I think with his versatility, he can play out in the wing, he can play through the centre, he's both footed. I think he'll be vital to Rangers' success this season through all the injuries we had last season in the midfield. I think signing a midfielder who can also boost goals for Rangers rather than just everything be reliant on the number nine, I think that he'll be vital for Rangers. And if they can bring in any more attacking options uh, to support Hadji, I think that'd be great. Nicholas, great to hear from you Hopefully we'll hear from you again Well, of course, one of the men last season was, was Florian Camberry Some very interesting comments from Jack Ross on him You can hear them after the travel with Stephen You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 1025 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard Roger Hanna and Gordon DL here with me Gordon Duncan on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon has just given Roger a really detailed rundown of what he's been up to uh, during lockdown Roger almost spat his coffee all over the desk and here producer Dan almost had a heart attack <laughs> uh, and it's all kicking off so we'll try and get back to the football I didn't think you could play snooker during the lockdown No, 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 it was golf, it was golf. Um... Seriously, back to the football because um, on the on Twitter, on the old Twitter, uh, Roger, because that's where things happen nowadays. Um, Dara McAntony, as you will probably know, is the owner of Peter Head, uh, Peter Brack. <laughs> you, you two have made me lose the plot during the break. <laughs> <laughs> it really would be something if he was the owner of Peter Head. He's owner of Peterborough, right. Peterborough, uh, and he says they've received a bid from an unnamed Scottish club for striker Ivan Tony, twenty-four year old, scored twenty-six goals uh, for the League One side last season, had been linked with. Celtic and Rangers really Roger I think over the last couple of weeks uh, Darren McAnthony tweet says we've had multiple bids for him from a Premiership Championship and one from Scotland as expected I won't go into who etc as that's private as of today he's still our player yeah well he's director of football Barry Fry said last week there had been interest from Celtic um, quite a number of weeks ago um, he also said that they'd received a larger offer from a club down south and they were likely to accept it Peterborough didn't get up They were the team that lost out When League One in England was called And a points per game basis They slipped out of the playoff places And are destined for another season In the third tier of English football If they were an asset Like Ivan Tony on the books They will be trying to sell him And this in no way is critical of the gentleman But Dara McAntony and Barry Fry Are adept at getting prices up for players They're not we, shy We were just mm. desperate for Celtic To sign Ivan Tony And Albion and a jetty In the same week So we could get a Swiss Tony headline out <laughs> He's been waiting for that I've one. lost my t- I used to have a tumbleweed noise For when one of you Cracked yeah, a terrible joke But I've lost it During the summer uh, Wait till Ivan Tony Finds out he's going to Peterhead though uh, According to this show So that's mm. fine Hopefully we'll just Skip over that one Craig is a Rangers fan From Moody's Burn What have you learned During the, the pre-season Craig? Hello Craig Ah, yeah, sorry about that, guys. Oh, you're all right, we've got you. Aye, uh, what have I learned? Um, probably the same um, as last season, pre-season. Rangers were a fantastic pre-season against Marseille and other teams, so I don't really take too much. I think um, Joe Aribo has impressed me, because he seems to be playing a bit further forward, um, which is where I think he, his real attributes lie. Um, absolutely not to my kind of main point. Um, it was to pick up on what Gordon said, a bit of Fredo Morelos, you need to replace somebody that's going to score 29 goals a season. All I can remember for the last maybe 18 months is you cannot rely on Alfredo Morelos. He needs assistance, he needs backup, he needs people from other areas of the pitch chipping in the goals. Um, I think that's what we're crying out for. I mentioned to the producer there, um, Barry Ferguson in the 2002-2003 season just suddenly changed his game and got, I think it was Near enough 20 goals Fair enough Some of them are penalties But um, I think we need Somebody like that Driving from the middle Of the park If Aribo's going to do that Fantastic Because I thought his goal um, Against Braga Was absolutely outstanding um, And he was actually Playing left back At the time in that game Now In terms of Morelis I was on about a month ago And I mentioned two names I think it was Mark Guidi I was speaking to um, Kima Rufi I think would be Absolutely fantastic and the other one that's the papers are now starting to pick up on as well is Andre Scovolson at Bologna, who's more like a kind of right-sided attacker. I said at the time... Oh, 
I think we've lost Craig I'm sure he'll be back some, It sounds like he's dropped out But we've got the gist of his point Roger certainly Yeah Listen If Morelos goes As, as well as building the team There will need to be a centre forward come in. Just in terms of numbers I thought Rangers were a bit light Last season in terms of numbers Just having Morelos and Defoe Particularly a player at Defoe's age And he's beginning to pick up Those wee niggling injuries With, with a greater regularity um, Kemar Roof is one that Stephen Gerrard liked I liked him when he was at Leeds United um, Roof chose to go to Anderlecht Follow Vincent Company over there He's not had a great season He himself has had injury problems But if he's fit and firing He's a very dangerous forward um, I take the point about Aribo You couldn't fail to be impressed mm-hmm. You know by Joe Aribo Glenn Kamara is another If you look at the Rangers team It's sl- slowly evolving Edmondson not maybe by accident rather than design it looks as if he's in there alongside Goldson Kamara and Aribo look as if they're maybe ahead of Davis and Arfield in that yep. position Haji looks as if he's now nailed on in the team as well so the, the sort of basis of a team is evolving there for Rangers Morelos would be a crucial component to it if he is not there It will need to be someone like Kimar I think Craig has disappeared Craig if you're still listening you're more than welcome to give us a call back but Gordon I mean, obviously, you take your top scorer out. That's mm. that. That's a challenge. But but when you when you look at the other areas, if you can get guys to step up to the plate, it, it's not always necessary that you have one guy carrying the can. Ryan Kent got seven league goals last season. Mm. Can you squeeze him up to twelve? Can you squeeze him up to fifteen? Aribo only got three league goals last season. Can you challenge him to get closer to ten? Hadji was only in in time to get. One yeah. league goal You know can, can you get a, a bit of a spread I just find it strange That people think That if you lose Your top goal scorer That all of a sudden Everyone will fit in And start scoring I'm not saying It's going to no, happen no, no, I'm talking no, about no. There are different what, ways What my to, point to... is I would rather as a manager Have my top goal scorer And Are able to start Doubling his goal scoring Hadji scoring more Kent scoring more Midfield players going What I think's happened To Rangers at pre-season I've watched all their games uh, Well most of their games They've tweaked the system a little bit You know they go the, uh, like a 4-2-3-1 And I think that suits the likes of Hadji, Ken, Aribo But I would still rather Now I'm not saying that Morelis is uh, You know everything at Rangers Will be massive difference What I'm saying is you're still looking at a guy That scored 29 goals That scored one goal since January And I know the season was cut short So it's still And you have a look at European Is it 14 in, in Europe? So it's not a bad return So me personally Gordon my, my point is As a manager As a coach If I was Stephen I would like someone like that Then put the demands On the rest of them Round about and say I want you to double You got six last year I'm looking 10, 12 I'm looking at Sort of the, those numbers for you And I think that would be The difference for Rangers in, uh, Inevitably The old firm are always compared Against each other Dan's Look at the way Celtic have shared round the goals in the last two or three seasons. The goals that Ryan Christie scored, the goals James Forrest has scored, the goals that Callum McGregor chips in with. Um, and, you know, seasons gone past, El- 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 only got a couple last season because he was injured, but seasons gone past, the goals the wide guys have got. Mm-hmm. Rangers haven't been able to keep pace with that. You know, Morelos kept pace with Edward and exceeded Edward the last couple of seasons in the goals that he scored. It's in those other areas. That's that my point, Roger. That that's what I'm trying to go over. That's yep. my, I, I totally agree with you. Okay, Ricky's in Easter House. Hi, Ricky. Hi, good evening and welcome back. Thank you, you very much. Yeah, so, some of them have been here. I've just been managing to get a, a break from them, but it feels like we've never been away, Ricky. Well, I've, I've listened to a couple of the shows uh, and just wasn't the same, you know. Just wasn't the same. There's nothing to moan about, you know. Exactly. You, need, you, need, you need two hours of madness in this world of Scottish football, don't you? Aye. 
Aye, oh, definitely. I, I, right. I'd be happy. On you go, we've got it. But you want to know what I noticed with my team Celtic intent, intent to go and win this league. The players were brought in. They brought in another striker. They, well, we're bringing in another striker, hopefully. We're replaced the keeper pretty quickly. We don't usually do business as quickly as that, but we've done it. Early in the season, tied up early on. And I think we're looking at centre-off and probably a left-back, and that's us done for the season. Uh, I think the intent's there for us to go and win this week, and I think we're going to start to the front. Well, I mean, all you can really go on is is last season, in, in recent seasons. And at the moment, the Celtic squad and the Rangers squad is by and large the same as it was Toward the tail end of last season Is that fair? Obviously there have been Some additions here and there But, but roughly We're in the same position So Celtic as Ricky says Would obviously Start as favourites What will Rangers do with Morelos? Will it be him that they keep? Will they move him on And, and bring in a few others With that money? Will Celtic add Significantly? I think I think what you're saying is right Gordon Because I look at both squads And I've not looked at any of them Bringing in a player That I think's Better than what the starting eleven was. Now you can say Hadji was signed on a, a full time, yep. right? Fine, but he, he he was brought in and loan at the beginning. So take him out of the equation. So if you look at this, the play, but what what it gives them is it gives them a bit of more quality in the reserve. You know, Stephen Gerrard when he came at first, he was complaining about the fact that when he was going to make substitutions, wasn't the same sort of a light for light quality. He's trying to build that. Now he's not too far away from that. I look across uh, the city and I look at Celtic. I think they've still got a right bit of uh, transfer business to do. Yes, the goalkeeper will, will that be tied up this week next couple of days. They're looking at centre forward position. I totally agree with Ricky. I'd be looking left back all day long, and I'd be looking centre back. What makes you say that? Because I think that. Well, Johnny Hayes is gone, gone. And, and he was used there. Yeah, and you've Ball got Greg... Golly not seen as often uh, these days. I, I think he's fallen out of favour. Uh, Greg Taylor, um, Greg Taylor. A lot of people like Greg Taylor as a player. Um, I just think they need a bit of cover, and I do certainly need. I think they need someone at centre back. Elhamayad played centre back yesterday against Tibbs. He can fit in there, but I think you would probably prefer him. Taping it up and down the right hand side, yeah, I think it's suited for that. Club haven't replaced Simonovic, so exactly you know, Roger. just in terms of numbers in the squad, mm-hmm. you would think there'd be a centre back coming back in. I, I think there's a lot of quality in both squads. You look at the first half of each of the last two seasons, Gordon. They've been nip and tuck. There really hasn't been anything in it. I think Rangers have won the New Year derby in each of the last two seasons, and in each of the last two seasons, at that stage. There's looked to be a really good title fight on mm-hmm. And then Rangers have just collapsed After the winter break You go back I was actually reminding myself Of, of the last few results Prior to lockdown Not just for the whole family But for all the teams You know ahead of the big kickoff. Rangers have lost three Of their last four competitive games Just before lockdown Lost to Hearts Lost to Hamilton Lost to Leverkusen Now That was indicative Of how they collapsed After the winter break So Rangers can keep pace with Celtic It's a case of whether when things get nervy, things get anxious, when the going gets tough in a title running, whether they have the strength of character to keep pace with Celtic. They've got the ability in the pitch, they've shown it, they won at Parkhead, they've won at Ibrox, they, they could beat Celtic on their day, they should have won at Hamden. But it's whether or not they've got the strength of character in that squad 
to take the title back off Celtic Ricky it looks like the goalkeeping position is the one that will be addressed sooner rather than later is that something you're keen to see is that is that the first priority as far as you're concerned oh definitely you need, well if you've not got a good somebody between the sticks it's good then that's costing you goals uh, certainly I would like big Foster uh, to be back but obviously the big man's whatever's happened there but uh, I'm sure the boy Barkis I'm sure there's nobody out in Boa Dud that kind of money I'm sure we're, I'm sure I'm positive that we we're looking at players that are going to improve the squad we've already got and I think as you're saying when you're, when you're looking at the bench and you're going to replace Big Odds and Edward and you're sitting there and you've got Chris uh, and Kamala there I mean that's what you want to bring when you want to bring one guys that can score goals mm. and that's what we're looking for in the midfield I think we're fine the boy Sorrow Felix is always going to be a good acquisition and all Okay, thank you very much. That was Ricky in Easter House. We're talking about what teams need, and obviously the striking situation at both clubs, um, very much at the forefront of the discussion. You may remember Florian Camberry was the man who played laterally for Rangers at the tail end of last season. Well, he's technically back as a Hibs player, but Jack Ross says he is not part of his plans for this season, and the sooner they get them out the door, the better. Ross also hopes the lack of transfer activity so far can benefit the young players. He remains a Hibs player, obviously, because he's contracted for another season, but he's not been part of any of our plans for pre-season or played in any games. You know, won't be part of my plans for the season. So we um, we need to um, find a solution for both parties as soon as possible. You know, the sooner that's done, the better for Florian as a player and the better for us as a club. I've had a, a chuckle when I've read some or heard some of the comments about us adding three players to our squad. You know, we lost seven at the end of the season, three out of contract and four returning loans plus if you add Canberra into that that's eight so we've lost eight and brought in three so you know we're not flush with numbers but what that does is it allows um, opportunities for players like Sir John Stoy can really go through pre-season and other young players to um, potentially break through and you know that's a positive for the club as well so I, I'm okay we you know, accept the situation we're in at the moment um, is most challenging so you know I've, the squad we've got in place have been terrific when we're coming through pre-season so I'm okay any chance Florian Camberry's Hibs career ended the day he signed for Rangers and said it's always been a dream to play in front of this club and all the rest of it? Yeah, I don't think it was ever <laughs> any chance of him going back Welcome to Easter back. Road after that. <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see, I know he's back home in Switzerland just now, it will be interesting to see where Florian Camberry eventually washes up. Um, Presumably not Rangers though, because they, well, he's, he's been in. He's been there And I'd imagine They could have done it By now if they wanted yeah, to it, It's a strange one Because you think back To his goal at Perth Against St Johnson And it, there was flashes Of Florian Camberry In his, his brief Rangers career Led the thought, line in Braga Did they not? Yeah and you thought that This guy could do some. I would be fascinated To see what would happen If Rangers offered him Say £200,000 tomorrow Because At a time when You don't know where Morelos is going Or when he's going At a time when Defoe is injured At a time when Rangers Don't have any other alternatives could you try would, and pinch him in the cheap? Would they not use Doherty as part of that? Going back to Hibs, Roger, rather than go and spend money? Listen, there's a possibility. You I two think. should be agents. Get you involved. Intermediaries, I think yeah. they call them. Mr. Fix It. Uh, anyway, perfect time for you to call 01419511025. And it could be you on after the travel with Stephen. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Gordon Diel in the studio, both waiting for your calls. 01419511025. Of course, Twitter as well is an option for you at Clyde SSB. Uh, JC Boy is on. He says, uh, Dundee United, new signing from Man City, Luke Freeman. Just wondering if Mr. DL knows anything about him. I know he has. 
cult or oh, it's cult cult hero status down at the Etihad. I just make sure I read that one right. The only thing I will know, Gordon, I don't know a lot about the boy. I will find out for him from Pep. Uh, you can what's up, Pep? Yeah, from yeah well, there's still no kiddie, Brian Kid. Um, I'll find <laughs> out. I'll find out for him. But I will say this: if he's at City. He's obviously got a bit of ability. You don't play with certainly yeah. City if you've not got the and, talent. And let's clarify, it's actually Luke Bolton. That's maybe who you're getting mixed up, Daz. You'll know Luke Bolton rather than Luke Freeman. Luke, who's Luke Bolton? Who's that? Luke Bolton's a player Yeah but JC says it's Luke Freeman So I don't even know What, what page we're on here <laughs> <laughs> No the, the, the lad's name's Luke Bolton Oh there we go JC oh, Shut him up JC will you I've put yeah. new contact lenses in I'm just checking that it, He definitely has written about you That it's cult hero Yeah definitely that's what he says yeah. How you're considered down <laughs> at the Etihad Have you new assistant manager Appointed as well today Stevie Frail Back in the game at Tannadice Former Tranmere teammate of Mickey Mellon How, how do you think they'll do Daz? Um, I don't know a lot about it. He's got a good reputation, Mickey Mel, to be fair, down in England. Stevie Freel's been about the Scottish game, obviously help him as well. So Shankland's still there. Shankland's the still there. I've got a goal scorer, hopefully, in the, the top flight, because that's where he will be. Fun, funnily enough, though, and this kind of leads on to another tweet from, if I can just find it, Maxi, I think it was, is on. He says, guys, can we still sign players after the season has started? Albeit it might be too late if left too long. Well, absolutely, you can. Yeah. October. October the 5th. And that. Just linking that it sprung into my mind there when when we mentioned Shankland and someone brought it up last night. It's going to be quite hard to get a, a grip on the transfer window this year and, yeah. and sort of when you're safe and when you can think you know you know our, our teams take Dundee United for instance. Lauren Shankland might still leave up until mm-hmm. October and, and that will be the case for everyone. English teams have only just finished their season. Some will have money, some won't. It's... Uh, do you know what it depends on, Gordon? I think that, uh, for instance, right, the question mark with Lauren Shanklin, we'll take him into the, 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 the thing here, is can he score in the top league? Right? Because he's never played there, he's never scored goals. Well, there. he has played there. Well, well he's never, right. But if he starts off the season very, very well, starts banging in goals, obviously he comes on the radar. Before the October Is it October the 5th? The window shuts Roger, is that right? Yeah um, So You know Dundee United Will be hoping That they can get through that And obviously keep him Because he's got to be A big player for him next season Yeah Regan's on Twitter He says Celtic looking decent Goalkeeper centre back And left back And a winger To challenge Forrest uh, Rangers a few strikers in And they will look good Then let the madness Of the season begin I like Regan's Way of thinking It is going to be mad It's going to be brilliant It's Going to be different We accept that But it all kicks off On Saturday We'll be here building up All week And then of course On Saturday Bringing you As much of the action As we can From the closed stadium And then we've got Something to look forward to Roger Because eventually Fans will get allowed Back in We hope And that'll be like A a second start To the new season Yeah And a lot of the narrative Around Scottish football Hasn't changed too much Since <laughs> lockdown Yeah I noticed you know, last you, night When I came you, back you, yeah. you mentioned Anne Budge And Hearts And Partick Thistle And that has been You know The narrative Right through the summer Different aspects of it You know Celtic Getting the league Rangers looking for Neil Doncaster out um, Dundee United Wraith and Cove On one side Hearts and Partick On the other um, Big supporting roles From John Nelms Of Dundee And Neil Doncaster And Inverness Cali Etc It would just be good To move that narrative On Gordon To get some football played And give us something else To discuss Yeah like whinging About refereeing decisions Things that we took for granted In the past that you would welcome with open arms Yeah and could there be Well listen There's only going to be one game bigger than Scottish football But other than the old firm game Could there be a bigger game to start the season Than Aberdeen versus Rangers With all that's gone before it John is a Rangers fan He's from Canvas Lang What's in your mind tonight John? 
good evening, panel. Hi, I hope you are both well. Yeah, all good. Uh, one of your, uh, your callers kind of stole my fund earlier on about uh, Joe Rebo. Watching him in the pre-season games, I think he's going to be a big player for the Angels this year. Uh, he showed it in uh, bursts last year, but some of the goals he scored, even international goals, going against Brazil, stuff like that for his international team. I feel as if we, if we give him a run of games and we play him in the right position, it's further forward and we leave. Sometimes we were playing with uh, three kind of deep midfielders and Davis and Jack. And I, and I feel if we uh, leave the two of them today, the back, uh, work at the back and leave, are able to go forward. He's going to be a big player for the Angels this season. And I feel all the midfielders, if Morales does go, we will bring our striker in. But I feel that all the midfielders need to chip in with goals. Because the team over the other side of Glasgow, all their midfielders are scoring goals as well. But yeah. Our goal-scoring record for midfielders wasn't great last year. So we can't keep relying on our strikers don't want to score a goal. You've got to have one of our midfielders coming forward uh, to make the difference. And I think Aribo is going to be that player. And also Hadji, in pre- with a pre-season under his belt, he's going to be make a difference. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, everybody was you know, talking about Rangers last, last season with the midfield. They were much the same, much alike. I think Stephen Gerrard's tweaked that formation, Gordon. It was usually it was a four-three-three strict, but it looks like it's four-two-three-one just now. And I think that pre-season games. Now remember, I'll touch on this. It's only pre-season. Um, they've looked very good in that formation, and I think that it will add to the goals coming from the three behind, whether it be Hadji, Ken, and Aribo. Aribo certainly has looked very good indeed. Um, so it's up to him to keep that forum up because he could be a big player. He's certainly got the ability. He's just got to add, start adding goals. Thinking the types of goals, Roger, as well. Uh, you know, the Motherwell game, the Coventry game, and then even to the tail end of last season was that Braga at home. That sort of ability to to create something in tight spaces when teams are going to be sitting back against you and maybe just wriggle through a few challenges and, and produce something. Yeah, is that and, and, where? He has to come into his own Yeah and Daz has mentioned that a couple of times Just the wee tweak to the system John said If we play him in the right position and You wondered when he came last season Just what his right position was Tried deeper Tried further on Tried in a wider role The goal that impressed me Was the goal against Coventry at the weekend Because he was right up there Linking up with Morelos The centre forward Getting beyond Morelos The centre forward And scoring the goal um, Rangers were sort of 4-3-3 But the two wide players Were sort of tucked in a lot Last season And they get the width From the full back areas Now if it's a, a 4-2-3-1 Aribo looks as if He's a type who Who can get on Can link to the striker Can almost become A second striker at times And that would be Invaluable for Rangers John yeah, I, I agree with everything the panel was saying there. Uh, as I say, I, I, we're kind of, the way we were playing our system last year, it felt as if three defensive midfielders at times, and it feels as if the midfielders have got to support them well. So a lot of times they were getting forward, and Morales was looking up, there was there somebody to pass to. So, however, the striker's going to be, if it's not going to be Morales this season, they've got to be more, um, more linked up with the midfield. Uh, even our field at times looked as if. He could maybe uh, link up with uh, the striker, so that's well. We've got players like Jack and Davis who can sit back and soak the soak it up and uh, defend at the back midfielders. But sometimes you've got to let our midfielders roam a wee bit more and get forward and no play. 
uh, the same sort of and Kamara. I was I forgot about him because sometimes it was Kamara, Jack, and Davis. The three of them were the same sort of player, mm. so it didn't work at times. So we've got to look at, as you say, the system looks as if it's tweaked a wee bit this pre-season. Uh, so hopefully going forward, that's the sort of system that can work. It's I don't feel there is. We've all got a couple of strikers in if Morelos leaves. But we need to get them in sooner rather than later. We can't give Celtic a head start this season. It's got to be for the start, and we've got to challenge the start for the start to the end of the season, nothing new to January. That's what I feel. Yeah, it's often a forgotten part of transitioning from one season to another, Roger, because recruitment, signing players, that gets all the attention. People tend to be sort of one track mind and think, well, to get better, we need to sign new players. But you forget that throughout the history of the game, every now and then, one player will just perform infinitely better than he did the previous yeah, season. And, it, and it, the obvious one that we've kind of seen recently would be Ryan Christie and what happened in the middle of a season. But a guy who went from being a bit part player to, to being a main man. Everyone likes big money signings, big reputations coming in, but it's possible as well that you've got someone in the building who might just up his game. Yeah, and if you look at some of these younger lads at Rangers, Aribo, when he arrived last summer, Aribo had never even played at championship level for Charlton. All, all his good stuff had been in League One that season, Charlton were promoted. You look at George Edmondson, he had come out, I think it was League Two in England with Oldham Athletic. It's an enormous leap for these young guys to go from that level of football to the pressures of playing for one of the old firm So maybe it does take these young men A bit of time Maybe even a full season to settle in But they, they, they do look better this pre-season Than they did last season Thanks as always to John Campus Lang Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football I thought about this long and hard During the summer break I considered should we start Roger Hanna Back with a clean slate Or should we keep him on minus one Should we even move him to minus two minus And I two. wanted to move him to minus two But because I've not seen him in a few months Feeling Just to just to make sure he's still my pal I think we'll leave him at minus one I don't know if he'll be here He's just F- put his jacket on F- Friend and possible neighbour Minus one I would say And you <laughs> you, don't, I could be plus. Uh, you could be plus whatever Anyway Beat the Pundits back Brand new season Your chance to win a signed ball but only if you get more questions right than Roger Hanna or Gordon DL. To get involved, you need to call this number 01419511025. Do it quick. Lanes close at 7. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna's in the building the first time in how long? March. Five days. Oh, apart from that, first time <laughs> I've seen you in the building since first, time since. first time since pre lockdown in March. Wow. Incredible. He's like looking. He's, I've got by the way, you know what? It doesn't doesn't work on radio, right? He's, but he's, looking, he's looking trim. He's, he's looking, looking well. I don't know about the jacket, but everybody else has piled on the beef during lockdown, oh. and he's somehow lost it. No, not me. What's not the secret? Yeah. Yeah. What is the secret, Roger? I don't really know. Because the gym is shut. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I'm not getting to the gym. Exactly. So, but for a few months he wasn't getting to the kebab shop either, presumably. Yeah. So it's maybe balanced some, out. Maybe something to do with the kebab shop. Yeah, yeah, been yeah, shut for four yeah, months. You're looking well. Unfortunately, mm. the face isn't too clever. But <laughs> lovely to see you as well, Daz. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. Thescottishsun.co.uk/slash/football. Okay, keep them coming if you want to tell us what you've learned about your team during pre-season and budge. Has hit out yet again at the SPFL That decision yesterday Which will see Hearts and Partick Thistle play in lower divisions Than they did last season uh, She issued quite a strongly worded statement last night as well So we'll keep you up to speed on that one Let's play Beat the Pundit first though Peter 
is a St Mirren fan He's on the line from Barhead How's it going Peter? Uh, not bad, not bad yourselves Now I checked the records Peter You've played Beat the Pundit before Yes And you played Roger Hanna before Yes And you beat Roger Hanna before Yes, no I, way. I didn't. The, 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 only a couple of you exist, Peter. You're part of a very exclusive <laughs> club, and he's back. To be fair, it would have been a draw if it wasn't minus one. All oh, right, well, well, that's why. Listen, no, don't don't take anything away from yourself, Peter. That's why it's there. <laughs> he deserves to start on minus one because he needs to get out more. Yeah. He knows too much about football, um, so it's only fair. <laughs> We're going to toss the coin heads. It will be the rematch with Roger minus one and tails. It will be Gordon Diel. You'll probably hammer him. And it is Tails It's Gordon DL Oh no you don't get to choose It's Gordon DL Up against Peter Let's see if you can sweep The studio aside Do you want a yellow Or a white ball Peter (laughs) Signed or not signed Let's forget this minute Just move on No I've got faith in you You've been studying hard All lockdown So I'm going to give you I think it was studying You told me Uh, Right I'm going to give you Some Clyde 2 To listen to it Right Peter you'll know the drill Because you're a previous winner Gordon DL can't hear you anymore I'll put 30 seconds in the clock and you can pass, so please feel free to do so. You ready? No worries. Good okay. Man. I'll get the questions ready, and your 30 seconds starts now. Who was Celtic's top scorer last season? Edward. Liam Polworth signed for Motherwell from which club? Inverness. Which side knocked Liverpool out the Champions League this year? Atletico Madrid. How many clubs are in the entire SPFL? 38. Thomas Tuchel manages which European side? PSG Who was the Rangers club captain before James Tavernier? Lee Wallace Which club were originally named Dundee Hibernian? Dundee United Okay, let's bring Gordon back Gordon, can you hear us? Yeah, I can Great, same set of questions to you You've got no chance, you ready? (laughs) Your time starts now Who was Celtic's top scorer last season? Edward Liam Polworth signed for Motherwell from which club? Uh, Ross County Which side knocked Liverpool out the Champions League this year? Uh, Real Madrid How many clubs are in the entire SPFL? SPFL? 42 Thomas Tuchel manages which European side? Uh, Bayern Munich Who was Rangers club captain before James Tavernier? Um, Pass Which club were originally named Dundee Hibernian? Um, Hibs <laughs> if you give me a second I'll just go and get the ball out of the cupboard Welcome back Oh man Anyway <laughs> That's a good answer Peter Surely you're, you must have You must have that ball counted already uh, oh, There are a few uh, dodgy answers there I've got yeah, let's go I think th- the only one was the teams that I got I may get wrong now yeah, yeah, Let's go through and find out oh, who- did you, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> I've got it for you mate <laughs> It was Celtic's top scorer last season A nice easy one To get you off and running Odds on Edward Liam Polworth Signed for Motherwell From which Scottish club I mean I'm thinking Daz being the big Motherwell fan That he is would, would, would get it right it uh, Ross County You were in the right neck of the woods Inverness? It's Inverness Ah it's going meant to say Inverness Peter knew it oh, And you Peter. didn't 2-1 uh, Which side knocked Liverpool out the Champions League this year It was Madrid But it was Atletico Not Real Did I know you say Madrid? You said Real Madrid Tell me Peter got it Peter got it Did right you, obviously Yeah, yeah Peter's starting to annoy me 3-1 to Peter uh, Peter is human Know how many clubs are in the SPFL It's 42 Yeah Peter, I see didn't that. Know that. So Peter. there Peter 3-2 I wouldn't get too confident oh, just yet Because right? <laughs> it's 3-2 to Peter uh, Thomas Tuchel manages which European side It's PSG 
Oh, I knew it was one of the big ones Peter got it Did he? 4-2 oh, Who was Rangers club captain Before James Tavernier Lee Wallace Oh Peter got it Did he? Stretches his lead <laughs> I like Peter Which club were originally named See Peter gets this Dundee Hibernian I'll take the ball myself Dundee Hibernian And you said Hibs yeah. I mean when, oh, Hibs. <laughs> when would Hibs ever have been from Dundee? Oh, exactly. That was a fact. Right, go on. Uh, Peter got it, obviously. No, he didn't. Of course he did. Well, it's a pr- that's one of the easiest questions in the sheet. Dundee, Hibernian. So you know that's either between Dundee or Dundee United, surely. Do you know the mem- uh, Was it not one like the early 2000s they wore a green strip for a season? Oh, okay, Peter. Peter. Sure. <laughs> I think you've said that. I think you've said enough, mate. Just keep quiet. Did we even get to the last question? I don't think we did. Which what was it? The Portuguese champions. Uh, Benfica. <laughs> it was Porto. <laughs> 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 it wouldn't have mattered anyway, did, right? Hey, did Peter get it? I don't think we got to that question, right? Let's count them up. This will be easy. Gordon got one, two, three. two. I think. Okay. Two and Peter got one, five two, three, four, five, six. An absolute doing. Oh, a wow. massacre. I feel violated Having witnessed oh. that Peter Well done The sign ball's on its way Thank you I bet you've got A Roger Hanner jack as well Peter <laughs> you, Hugh, Hugh In fact did you lose Last night as well Yeah Two in a row For sure. the listeners Man did you get there Rod, At Roger He would have got All of them right Would you Of course he would have So who was Dundee Habs again Dundee, Dundee United, United. Oh. Wow right. Start as you Thank mean you To go on and all that Hibernian then Well <laughs> Roger, please try and explain it to him. I don't really know what else to say. They're based in Dundee. Right, okay. So Dundee being the main sort of part of that name, the bit that comes first. So you've got Hibs having moved yeah. from Dundee to Edinburgh what at some point. What could it be? What, what year was it? <sighs> what I mean? Anyway, 01419511025. Your chance to beat the pundit tomorrow <sighs> night. But that's the same number you need for the calls. Get them in. We are on Twitter as well. At Clyde SSB. Uh, a line... Technically was drawn under the Hearts and Partick Thistle bid to stay up um, yesterday But I don't think we're going to hear the end of it for quite some time um, And Anne Budge had her say when we went off air last night So if you've got any other thoughts on that, now would be a good time to get them in You may remember yesterday an arbitration panel ruled against them and Partick Thistle In an attempt to overturn their relegations The statement came out about half eight, I think it was, last night What's been allowed to happen in Scottish football where fellow member clubs and our governing bodies have stood back and allowed totally disproportionate financial damage to be imposed on three of its members can only be described as shameful. She doesn't stop there though because she's not happy with the SPFL's reaction. She recalls recalls at their recent self-congratulatory statement, I'm sorry we did not win this battle, but as we all know, it's winning the war that counts, says Anne Budge Roger. Well, it was unfair that Hearts and Party against Renoir went down the way they did gone. But there's been a whole heap of unfairness in society since the COVID-19 outbreak, global pandemic. Tens of thousands are dead. Businesses are dead. Um, what happened to Hearts, Party and Stranraer is unfortunate. Hearts, Party and Stranraer were correct to try and take it as far as they could. But as far as they could ended last night. And I don't think anyone was surprised with the outcome. I'd have been surprised if the arbitration panel had turned round and reinstated the three clubs to the higher divisions and told the three teams that won their leagues that they weren't allowed promotion five days before the season kicks off. So 
Dreadfully, dreadfully unfair Does will tell you Particularly on Partick Thistle With a game in hand Etc, etc But I'm still waiting Four, four and a half months Down the line For someone To give me A plan Of how They would have finished The season A different way Than was chosen By the clubs I would have had Even more sympathy For Hearts and Party Had they been able To come up with a plan As to how They would have Finished the season I mean Fairness Gordon Is down to your own personal interpretation Your own mm. personal opinion This decision yesterday is not to say that it was fair But it's to say that it was carried out in an appropriate manner Or a manner that's appropriate under company law And and, and things like that So again, you don't have to agree with the decision Just because the arbitration panel said so mm-hmm. but, but what it at least does do is is rule out certain allegations That have been made along the way That, that some of it was underhand and, and some of it was was manufactured in a way that was was not proper yeah, it's, it's unfortunate for the clubs, Gordon uh, But we didn't see what happened coming uh, I agree with Roger I don't think there was any way we could have played out the season So there had to be casualties Unfortunately, Hearts party I really do I've said it for day one But of course, there, there didn't have to be casualties If, if we reconstructed yes, But yes, the clubs but, didn't want it So That's for the clubs to vote So unfortunately, there were casualties um, Anne Budge quite rightly defended her club Admire her for that She came out there saying winning the war I think she should have concentrated on maybe winning games It wouldn't have been the position they were in uh, But we have to draw a line under it Because our season starts at the weekend And uh, we have to move forward And, and that's just that's the pain that the clubs like Hearts and Partick and the, and the, 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 moral, the moral of the story does is Don't find yourself bottom of the league When you've got the third biggest budget in the league as Hearts did So Anne Budge can complain about the SPFL She can complain about the conduct of other clubs But th- there were a lot of wrong decisions And bad decisions yeah, but Made within Tynecastle long before lockdown But the conclusion to some of the English leagues Has shown that things can turn around And I think everyone acknowledges yeah. that Those are separate issues, are they not? Yeah, I don't think that's comparing apples with oranges I'm afraid um, England, a completely different thing um, For a start I'm talking about the football argument As in, oh well yeah, they were bottom of the league So therefore you can't complain I mean, you no. can complain because this is where bottom of the league. Yes, you can complain, but I think sympathy will only go so far. Yeah. Um, Hamilton, St Mirren, Ross County, clubs like that managed to keep themselves off the bottom of the league while not signing Liam Boyce for money and a very large wage in January. So I think we should congratulate the teams who kept themselves off the bottom of the league. It is disappointing for Hearts But if they're going to turn their eye on anyone It should maybe be the clubs who didn't vote for league reconstruction Yeah and I think that came through in Jackie Lowe's statement On behalf of Partick Thistle as well Talking about you know remembering this day Remembering how it feels Lots of good clubs stood by us but, but others didn't um, The other line that jumps out from Anne Budge's statement She's not happy with what she calls the SPFL's self-congratulatory statement So Neil Doncaster said I'm absolutely delighted that our approach has been vindicated throughout Two options for you Roger Is that a man who has again Got the mood wrong And has used language that shouldn't have been used Or is that a man that's been under intense scrutiny Calls for his head Calls that he's done all sorts of things Or, or been part of all sorts of things Who is relieved that, that those allegations Have been swept away yesterday Listen a little bit of both He has been under Extraordinary levels of pressure um, clubs called for him to lose his job To be suspended um, And he will be Doubtless relieved That it's got to the end of A legal challenge An arbitration tribunal 
And the way that the executive The SPFL acted Has been Exonerated They didn't do anything wrong Said the arbitration tribunal at all But I have to say I did think um, Statement came out Very quickly And I'm not sure it necessarily Captured the mood If you remember At the time the decision was taken To end the lower leagues That led to the relegation of Partick and Strunrar And there was a statement then Made by the SPFL executive Which showed absolutely no sympathy mm. For Partick Thistle and Strenuar, To the extent that they then had to put out A subsequent statement Apologising for the lack of sympathy or empathy In the original statement um, I thought the words could have been chosen Slightly more carefully yesterday And a degree of empathy or sympathy Could have been shown again To the three clubs that have been down But I think there's been so much Ill will surrounding this issue over the last four and a half months Maybe it's to be expected The, the rhetoric that was used yesterday Do you know that if you had got to the tiebreaker On the full time teaser it was How many times is the word statement used On an average season in Super Scoreboard? Was that a joke? How many do you think? Statement? I've got no idea either It just occurred to me there That we're still on about statement Statement, statement, statement All oh, right, right, I was statement. going to come out with a figure Well you'd have been miles off If your I, I performance was anything to go with Getting beat 6-2 I don't think the tiebreaker was um, a question here I wonder Roger Whilst we're getting our Whilst we're all Dreamy optimists about the new season I wonder if we will see Any reduction in the statement culture That's oh, dominated Scottish football this. Yeah it keeps oh, your back pages going doesn't it It keeps us going as well I've just gone through four and a half months Gordon where we've managed to put out a sports section of a newspaper no football, And we've yeah. managed to keep this show going <laughs> Either for an hour or two hours Five nights a week True. No one's kicked a football in four and a half months But we've managed to keep the show going Keep the papers going Because of the political intrigue That has surrounded it all So long may the statements reign Well we will kick a ball at the weekend We're looking forward to that yeah. David is a Celtic fan from Wisher Hi David Hi guys, how are you doing? Welcome back by the way Thank you very much, how you, how's things with you? Not bad, not bad Good man, what's on your that mind? Was a good, that was a good beat the pundit, I enjoyed that, that was oh, a good Okay laugh. David, move on <laughs> You're real, related that. to Peter No, no, I'll tell you what it is guys When the Rangers beat Celtic, Stephen Gerrard went in front of the camera, right? That shows you the pressure he was under Now, the start of this season is going to be massive now he's got to beat Celtic. He's got to beat Celtic Stockton to win in ten in a row. Now Celtic's done a lot of signings. Uh, I still think Celtic's stronger. Now the person I think I'll maybe have to step up the mark. I'll be Hadji. Morelos, after a couple of games, Hadji steps up. Morelos will be forgotten about. Now Stephen Gerrard has got to come out running here, not in the four games time, not in eight games time, but now. And he has got to get at least six to seven, eight points on that board for Celtic and to put Celtic under tremendous pressure. Because if he doesn't, he isn't bothered. Now, eh, watching Stephen Gerrard that day running the camera, that was just one game. Celtic didn't turn up that day. Celtic were nowhere. That's why they get beat. Now, if Stephen Gerrard doesn't win the 10 in a row, then he's away. No, they never get beaten that day because Celtic didn't turn up. Rangers were just better. So, no, so no, David, David, you hear this all the time. You've got to sometimes give credit to their team. Rangers went to Celtic Park. Everyone fancies Celtic home advantage to That's win, right. to win, and so did I tip to Celtic that day. Rangers won because they were better. Nothing to do with the fact that Celtic didn't turn up. Now you talk about Stephen Gerrard. 
I can understand He's a young manager He wanted to get his first victory At Celtic Park The minute the whistle blows We've all been Well As a football player And a manager You've been there You do something That after it you think oh, I, wish right, I, okay, yep. I wish I'd never been down that road But you're right There's a lot of pressure But Here's a question Who's Who's got the most pressure Right Is it Rangers Because they're chasing Or is it Celtic Because of that 10 I think both have got Tremendous amount of pressure I think Neil Lennon Will feel the pressure As much as Stephen Gerrard Because God, it means no. so much come, to them Gordon come on How long have you been on the pro Come on Come on Do you not, do you not, th- do you not think Getting to that 10 Right You're telling yep. me Neil Lennon will not Feel pressure to get there No of course well, he will But he's yeah, talking well, about as much well, Just because I'm a Celtic supporter Right No I don't think he has the, no, I don't think he has now, you said the bit there, right, okay, I, I take your point regarding Stephen Gerrard going to the camera. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of things, right? Now, I'm middle of the road. I mean, I, I've got family of Rangers supporters too, right? Now, Stephen Gerrard is. Now, you're going to sit there and tell me that Stephen Gerrard is not under pressure for this season? No, I'm not saying that. I'm, of course, he's under severe pressure. I think I think if the, if the season had finished. Uh, without what the, pro- yep. the problems we had to get through I think if the yep. season finished And Steven Gerrard had finished Say 15, 18 points behind Celtic I right. think he would right. have been under pressure To start that season Right, Morelos Morelos was the top scorer for Rangers Okay Now, Hadji Right now, Do you think Hadji Well obviously Do you think Hadji's better than Morelos? Do, uh, but they're different players and they play in different positions. So right, okay. it's, uh, he's part of a team. Um, I don't think he'll score as much goals as Morelos, obviously. But I don't think Morelos will create as much chances as Hadji. Right, we'll have to leave it there, David. Running a bit late, but thanks as always for getting in touch. That was David in Wisher. We've got a full time teaser coming up. Big news today as well. Premiership players in Scotland plan to take the knee. In an anti-racism display this weekend PFA Scotland playing a big part in it We'll speak to Fraser Wisher after these Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard It's that time of the night when you send the questions in to us And we try and test the pundits to see if they can come up with the answers If tonight's beat the pundits, anything to go by I just forget about that. Absolute doing, seriously <sighs> I'll, I'll bounce back on Thursday It was horrific Wait to wait to the mushroom hears oh, about no. this oh, oh, You've been listening in the kitchen <laughs> I cannot wait uh, Right anyway We've got a full time teaser So it's sent in by your old pal He's been oh, working John hard Smith. all summer John Smith If you want to send a question in You want to hear your question read out on the show The address you need is Fulltime at Clyde1.com The question tonight is this Since 2000 There have been 11 Scotsmen Who've managed in the English leagues but never played in Scotland Can you name them? So since 2000 11 Scotsmen have managed in the English leagues But they've never played in Scotland There are actually 12 But I've taken one out for you I've taken out John Dempster Who's he? Exactly No offence John if you're listening I just didn't think the guys would know him. Has Mickey Mellon played in Scotland? Mickey Mellon? Yes You're off to a good start Well done Mickey Mellon One down 10 to go What about Stevie Keane? No, I played. He was at Celtic. He was at Celtic as a kid. Didn't Did he... play for Celtic. Are you, you ready for one? this? Are you ready to hear the stat which makes that an incorrect answer? Yeah, go for it. One appearance for Alloa in 1987. Nah. <laughs> Is that me? Yes. Goodness Goodness John Smith. Me. That's ridiculous. 
I'll just read the question again If you're trying to keep up Since 2011 Scotsmen have managed In the English leagues That have never played in Scotland Colin Calderwood Guys like Mickey Mellon Colin Calderwood Yes well done Guys you're flying See how, how does he do that I can only assume it's somebody's texting you the answers because oh, I forgot how quick it, uh, my phone's sitting there. Well, can... well, hold on. I said 20 minutes ago when the pressure's on and beat the pundit, you were absolutely minging, hopeless. And now all of a sudden, well, you're coming up with these minging. gems. I think two's a reasonable result, to be honest with you. <laughs> two. Right. I think two most weeks will get you get right. a victory. Colin Calder. Get your up, <laughs> Colin Calderwood <laughs> and Mickey Mellon. Any more before we move on? Hold on. Uh, we, will, we will move on uh, yeah. y- You can play along on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB Alright, serious heads on Because we've gone from taking the mic to what is obviously uh, A serious conversation Premiership players will take the knee ahead of this weekend's Big kick-off the SPFL announced today They'll give players the opportunity To make a display of an anti-racism message And PFA Scotland confirming soon after that as far as they're concerned Players will indeed Take that opportunity We're joined on the line uh, By friend of the show Our old Colleague and head of PFA Scotland Fraser Wishart Fraser, how are you? I'm very well It's good to, to hear you all back And uh, things don't change too much The L getting thrashed <laughs> To beat the pundit Correct Cheating at a full-time teaser exactly. Did you get those texts, Daz? Did you get those texts? Mickey <laughs> Mellon you, you behave yourself You tell the truth <laughs> I'm letting him off with Mickey Mellon Because he's not quick enough To pick up his phone at, at that speed But uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye on him from now on But like I say, Fraser A bit of a a more serious tone to this one The the players do intend to, to take a knee Ahead of this weekend's big kickoff. It's something that we've seen in the English top flight Since things started after lockdown Just explain your part in it Or, or the PFA's part in it I should say And, and what's going to happen here on in Yeah well I, mean, I think it's very important That the Scottish football does uh, show That it supports uh, the sort of Black Lives Matter movement, if, if you like, you know, I know there's, there's a kind of difference between the, the movement and the, the hashtag Black, Black, Black Lives Matter, but uh, that's had real resonance uh, across the, the world. And I think over lockdown, we all sat in horror looking at the, the pictures from America of, of George Floyd and, and others as well. And then we watched the sport come back to, to normality, in particular in the Premier League in England, as you, as you mentioned, Gordon, you know, where players were supporting uh, their, their, their colleagues and supporting. Uh, the, the fact that the Black Lives Matter movement had just really pushed on across the world. So our management committee started off, had a chat with them, and uh, we moved on to speaking to all the club captains of the Premiership clubs, and they spoke to their teammates, and unanimously they came back saying, yeah, we'd like to, to make a gesture. So we got together with Shoeless and the Red Cards, the campaign that we support as a union and have done for many years, and approached the SPFL, and, and we're grateful to the SPFL and the clubs for allowing us to, to make this stance on Saturday. And I, and I think it's important to, for, for Scottish football because it's a, it's a worldwide uh, phenomenon now, this, this sort of hashtag Black Lives Matter. And uh, I think uh, we, we really have to stand up and show our colours. And so a bit more about the, the level of communication you've had with the clubs then, the players. Does that come through the club captains? Is everyone on board with this? Is everyone you know intending to make that statement at the weekend? Yeah, as far as we know, Gordon, we, we, we have a, a, a system of, we've got a management committee which is made up of current players, Liam Craig's the chairman, Michael Devlin, David Gray, other players on board, but we've also got uh, 42 club reps, usually the club captain, you know, Rangers and Celtic, it is the club captain, so we're representatives there. So we spoke to them, the 12 of the Premiership clubs, who we said, listen, speak to your teammates, what do they think? And they came back unanimously, so, so you know, of, of course... Players uh, may choose not to do it, but I don't think you'll see that at the weekend. And uh, certainly, from our perspective as a union, we're, we're wholly behind sort of the anti-racist message we've have seen, and sadly, in the last couple of years, um, incidents. You know, Marvin Bartley and uh, people like that as well have been, been abused. I think uh, other players have had racist abuse in 
there's kind of three aspects to it on the pitch, online, which has been appalling, and also I think education is a really important thing in sending out a good message and showing some red card does that in its daily job, dealing with young people. So hopefully this weekend we'll, we'll get some really good positive vibes and good promotion of the anti-racist message. Uh, Roger Hanna, obviously pretty depressing, disappointing, call it what you want, that, that you have to do this in, in 2020. That goes yeah. without saying. Uh, but we've seen, and this comes back to that old debate, you know, about sort of mixing football and politics, if you like, but this is, this is much bigger than that. You've seen how powerful it is down south when people um, tune in and, and see that image and you know, that's what the intention is this weekend by yeah, all accounts. I, th- listen, I think the issue transcends both football and politics. Clearly, yeah. Fraser made a good point there as well. It, it, I think everyone has been stung, obviously, by the, you know, what we saw in the United States, but also in the last few days since players have been taking a knee, some of the online trolls, some of the abuse that the players have been subjected to. And it doesn't surprise me at all that, you know, when Fraser goes out in canvases and, and Liam Craig goes out in canvases, the members... They want to do this They want to show support They want to show solidarity For such an important issue We've known for many many years The good work that show racism The red card do in the country To you know raise awareness of this issue um, They've been supported by PFA Scotland For many a year And they're now getting the backing of the SPFL I think it's, it's more Fraser will tell you It's more than just taking a knee this weekend I believe there are, there are specially commissioned t-shirts That players will wear There are video messaging Around the stadiums that the players have recorded this week To get the message across And I think it's an important message to get across How much more needs to be done though Fraser Because it's nothing new We've been trying to tackle it in this country for a long time And we have seen the displays You know, show racism, red card This one will take on a slightly different look At the weekend But we, we can't allow this to then just disappear again And, and hope that, uh, you know, that it'll, that it'll fade out And, and nothing, you know, we won't see repeats of this these terrible Whether it be abuse online Or whatever it may be So what what more needs to be done How much do we need to keep The foot on the floor With this one Well I, I think you're absolutely right I think it's a key point Is keeping the, the foot to the floor There's momentum across the world From, from the whole kind of Anti-racist message You know And, and education is absolutely Massive And if we can, can Send a message out To those who think It's okay to be racist Whether in a football ground Or whether in the street Or whether online And we can say that's wrong We as football Can send out a very Strong message. Now, of course, there are people out there who have those views, and it's very difficult to change their change their minds. But um, certainly within football and the football grounds, we can try and control that because I, I say it all the time: the football players' place of work is the pitch, and they deserve to, to have that free of any kind of abuse, um, on, as, as we all do in our in our workplace. But I think football does has a, have a role. I mean, Scottish football has had its issues, of course, over the years. But we've just got to keep going. We can't allow those who have these views to, to, to succeed. I just think it's wrong. And uh, players as a whole are going to stand up and be, and be counted. You know, and, and Scottish football is a very, very inclusive game. We've had players from all over the world, all colours, all creeds, all religions. And they've been welcomed into our game by, by the players. And players get used to having those, 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 this diversity, people with different um, religions, people with different countries, you know, different cultures as well and they make such a difference to our game and some of the most kind of loved players have come from, from all different countries and, and, and are black and ethnic minority players so it'll be a good message from the players but uh, we've got to keep the anti-racist message going and the football can be a force for good and just keep chipping away and keep changing attitudes and uh, show us Medcab there's so much work with young people in the background of schools and colleges and universities educating people as well then we've got to keep going you know and so I'm, I'm looking forward to Saturday as Roger says that we'll wear t-shirts there's a video message going to go out 
online from one player to every single club as well. So Scottish football as a whole, and in particular from our end, the players are going to send out a strong anti-racist message at the weekend. Is that what this is about, Roger? Fraser mentions, you know, the various players there. Let, let's be upfront and honest about this. Me, you, Gordon Diel, Fraser Wisher cannot even begin to understand what it feels like to be in the receiving end of that type of discrimination. So when Jermaine Defoe comes on this show and says that it's important, or Conor Goldson posts on social media to say, please understand why we do this, or Marvin Bartley, who's speaking to the media today, I saw, or Karamoko Dembele, who posted the picture on social media, the list goes on. Surely this is just quite simply a show of everyone standing behind these people. Yeah, and we had a show during the summer, Gordon, um, with Alison one Tuesday night when Alec Dyer and Jermaine Defoe came onto the show and they spoke about the racism they had been subjected to as individuals, um, both you know, around the football and, and away from football as well. And it was actually, you know, it, it was fascinating and as fascinating as it was, it was also depressing because, you know, you hear people like, I like Dion Jermaine Defoe telling these stories and you think, this is 2020, this can't go on, but Marvin Bartley, as you say, has been subjected to it. And over the years, you know, there was so many, I think it was Cedric Kipri, Motherwell subjected to it at Tynecastle a few seasons ago. Um, you know, there was all manner of incidents in Scottish football throughout the years. And listen, we can't allow it to continue. Um, if people need to be educated, let's educate them. And let's try and eradicate this from Not only from the game of football But from society You don't have to take it from us Let's hear from Jermaine Defoe He came on the show not so long ago And he spoke about this idea of taking a knee What it would mean I'd like to think when the season starts that we will take a knee and just be a part of this powerful movement because at the end of the day, black life, uh, lives matter. And it's nice to, to see everyone coming together. These big names in football are using their platforms and stuff like that. So it's really powerful. The Premier League are doing it. I want to see if they, if it happens in Scotland. And I believe that it, it, I believe that it will, to be honest, because, you know, when you look at the, the march and all that sort of stuff all over the world, even some of our friends that are Scottish, they're, they're supporting this movement. I would urge you to go back and listen to that if you get the chance. That will still be there on the app, on the, wherever you get your podcast. It was a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Jermaine Defoe, amongst those who came on, it was a, a racism and football special. And like I say, Fraser, that, that to me, just personally, that, that's the important part of this. It's easy for us to sit here, uh, or stand here as the case may be, and say, don't do this, don't do that. But, but, but try listening to guys who've been on the receiving end of that type of discrimination. Try and understand where they're coming from. That key point, you know, people like ourselves who, who are white have never had to experience this type of a, of abuse. Um, that that shouldn't stop us having a strong opinion on it and supporting our, our black and ethnic minority colleagues as, as players as well, um, because it must be a, it must be awful for them. And we, we have a duty and an obligation as a game in football to, to stand up and support uh, support this this movement. And uh, guys like Jermaine Defoe, very high profile players very socially aware and I think football players are far more socially aware than they were many years ago they're aware of their obligations as players to, to stand up the county from time to time they're aware of the power of the message when Jermaine Defoe or Scott Brown or James Tavernier or Christophe Berra or whoever talk and say something people stand up and sit, sorry, sit down and listen so it's very very important that players do play their part in, in messages like this and as a trade union it's part of our background you know, we've, we've had Members from all over the world, as, we, as we've said, you know, and welcomed them with open arms. Um, and uh, we, we've, 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 our game's richer for having people from all over the world. 
Um, and that makes it more important for us that, uh, that we support this anti-racist message. So a big weekend ahead and I think a good weekend for, for Scottish people to kick off in this way. A positive message. You know, anti-racism often seen as a negative message. It's not. This is a positive message to say we support the, the anti-racist movement and we are here to support our colleagues and our friends who come from different countries, colours and creeds, you know, and uh, and then we can go on with the football and the football is going to be so exciting this year and so different for us all and hopefully we're not going to be subjected to the, to the nonsense that went on, on on Twitter recently because if people aren't shouting the abuse of the game they might turn to, to, to social media and that might be something we have to address further down the line but uh, let's try and be positive at the weekend a really strong message from, from our players and I'm absolutely delighted with the support that the Premiership players have given to the PFA OK, we'll leave it there, Fraser Wishart. Thanks for joining us. We will speak to you again soon. Another season, another treble on Twitter says, a sad indictment on society that football has to make this kind of intention at the weekend. I feel it should be for the whole of the season, not just one token, one-off gesture. Education is just... Uh, it has to be More has to be done in society in general. But we will leave that one there for now because we have to quickly revisit this teaser. Since 2000, 11 Scotsmen have managed in the English leagues but never played in Scotland. Can you name them? You've got Mickey Mellon and Colin Calderwood. Daz is flying here. Is he? Graham Alexander? Yes. I'll tell you another one I've got. Go for it. Darren Ferguson? Brilliant. Well done. I'll tell you another one I've got. Go for it. Could be wrong with this one. Paul Dickoff? You're correct. Well done. Kevin McDonald? No. Oh, I was flying. Played with Angels. Oh, so he did. One, two, three, four, five, six to get. We'll get them next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hannan and Gordon DL here on the home straight into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. They've got a bit of work to do, but they're teaming up quite nicely. Absence obviously <laughs> making the heart grow fonder between you two. Dive want to know you, what you're you, laughing at. You're about to see the oldest trick in the book where yeah. at the break I give Daz the answers and then he jumps oh, yeah, in ahead yeah. of me after you know what, I think people have seen it enough. They, they'll know what's going on here. But the question tonight is since 2000 11 Scotsmen who have managed in the English leagues But have never played in Scotland Now, Good response to this on Twitter I must say I'm liking some answers coming in from Peter Gray Raz has got one that you don't have Colin Johnson's mm. put quite a list together He's got a couple I think he's got a couple wrong as well uh, What about you two? Yes. Let me just quickly recap what you've got so far Graham Alexander, Colin Calderwood Paul Dickov, Darren Ferguson And Mickey Mellon I did say I took John Dempster out for you to begin with That leaves yeah. us with 11 Right, Roger, you get the two right ones and oh, st- stitch me up here. Right, what about Bruce Ryuk? Yes, yep. I got him. He had a couple Norwich and Wigan in that time. I should say that caretaker appointments do not yeah, count. Yeah, because I wondered about any yeah. at Leeds. Yep. Mm. Um, Dougie Friedman. Yep. Right. Palace, Bolton, Forest. Scotsman never played up here though. Right. I don't know if it's too far back. George Graham. Tottenham Hotspur. He went back to didn't he? Yeah. Well done. Yeah, Brilliant. Right, we're only looking for another three So we'll leave it there You've done ever so well this evening Your colleague Stephen Mill He likes to play along every night He's gone Eddie Gray though, Same as you Which means he was only the caretaker at Leeds Apparently according to John on the question uh, So just remember You want to hear your question Email it over Fulltime at Clyde1.com Let's take another call John's in Copebridge Hi John Hi guys Hey Gordon Roger Nice to get you back Hi John Hey uh, no, I was earlier on You were about the pre-season act on that you're looking really good and I didn't read a lot into it but this year I'm thinking maybe Jenny Neil Wearing will, will give wee Karamoko a wee 
couple of runs in the team, man. As you say, maybe earlier on, I heard somebody one of saying if the team's winning, not. I mean, because I think maybe with no fans in the game, they could be, would you call it a wee bit of pressure to cut them? But, I mean, I know this is a massive season for Celtic, not I mean, but uh, I think Karamoko got a, a, a few wee cameos this season. I just wonder what you think. Well, funny enough, you should say that, John. I think everybody knows the boys get wonderful talent. I watched them yesterday again. I think when he moved them in in the middle of the park and he got on the ball, he just he, he's just a fantastic talent to watch a lad. I remember sitting at a game, I can't remember who they were playing at Celtic Park, and it was sort of a, it was a dour, dull game. Celtic were comfortable, they were controlling it, but there was the crowd needed something and he brought them on. And all of a sudden, it gave the crowd such a lift. So, I don't know. It's just such a pressure season for for Celtic and Rangers. Obviously, uh, Rangers going the chaser, Celtic trying to get there over a the line for ten in a row. I'm sure that if it's a case of they're at home and we've seen it before, Celtic can put in a lot of goals and be very comfortable. Then I think that's a great opportunity to introduce these kids. It'll be interesting, Roger, an interesting season for him because on one hand he is 17, which is obviously very young, but on the other hand he has always been held up as a, like, an absolute superstar, right? You know, a proper wonder kid who, and these guys tend to break through at 17. So you just wonder how much longer before you you start seeing him regularly. I think how the season develops will be the key. For Karamoko If you go back to the last time Someone chased 10 in a row Rangers chased it in 1998 And didn't get there And one of the criticisms That was levelled later At Walter Smith Was that He didn't blood a young Barry Ferguson In the team Barry Ferguson had to wait To the next season And Dick Advocat come in Dick Advocat Put him straight into the middle of the park And built a team around him um, Now The outcome of that league title In all probability Would not have altered one iota Had Barry Ferguson been thrown into the team But it is something that people still talk about And you wonder If Neil Lennon Because of Karamoko's inexperience Because of his youth His tender years Whether that might work against him If Rangers and Celtic are going neck and neck For the championship this season Managers always tend to go with players who have you know, shown they can do it over the course and distance To go with the experienced guy rather than the youthful guy um, However, if there's a big difference one way or t'other In terms of a title chase Then maybe Neil Lennon will feel he can Expose Karamoko Dembele to the first team On a more regular basis this season On you go Aye, Gordon and Gordon and Rodgers See, we're talking about Big Fraser, right? Foster, right? What a goalkeeper, right? But to me, nobody's bigger than the club And if this guy doesn't want to be a piece of history, you know what I mean? Going for it I mean, he's made his money, obviously, out of the football And the Celtic fans love him And he loves the club But, I mean, if uh, to see at the end of the day Nobody's bigger than the club But I've still got a wee sneaky suspicion There might be something done with him What do you think? No, I think I, I, I could be wrong, uh, John. Roger, probably in a better position. My personal opinion is that deal's gone. And I think that Celtic will bring in another goalkeeper um, this week. Yeah. You agree with that, Roger? I think the goalkeeper will be signed in the next 24, 40 hours. There, you've heard it here exclusively, John, from <laughs> me and Roger. And I'll tell you something. What else I think? That fee's too I, big I, to I, be playing I, second I, fiddle to Fraser Forster. Is that, that what you mean? I, yeah, I might be wrong. I think there will be a time when Fraser Foster will look back on this as a missed opportunity because Southampton were flying at the end of the season. Alan McCarthy was one of the most on-form goalkeepers in the Premier League. One mistake against Arsenal notwithstanding. Angus Gunn is there as backup. Fraser Foster will not get anywhere near the Southampton team and 
he's not coming to Celtic be fascinated to see where he ends up whether he's a first choice whether he's a second choice or whether he just has to kick his heels as a third choice at Southampton Alright John thanks for getting in touch that was John in Cope Bridge 0141 few bits and pieces getting done transfer wise today one that I think jumped out at both of you um, was St Mirren signing Marcus Fraser former captain of Ross County has had a decent um, career up there at Dingwall um, in itself looks like a good signing Gordon but perhaps Especially when you consider along along the likes of the new back four Tate. Richard Tate, Joe Shaughnessy, mm-hmm. new keeper Jack Anik, looks like St Mirren putting together quite an experienced defence. I, I think I think Jim Goodwin's looked at it and thought, right, look, we need to stop leaking goals, and if we can get something at the other end, I think they'll pick up more uh, results. Um, I do think that's good signings. I think it's guys that know the league, you know how to play, they're experienced, and uh, I think Jim's doing what most. Good coaches and managers Attend to do Gordon Is start and build A good base From your goalkeeper And your back four And then move forward Yeah I, w- I would tend to agree with that I think they looked okay At the other end John O'Beekill Scored yeah. goals He's, sh- he's shown that Middle of the park If they can get McGuinness and McAllister Fit and playing They're decent enough players But at, at the back He was reliant too much After Kirk Broadfoot Went back to Kilmarnock He was relying too much And just plugging gaps With loan players And what have you He's now got Tate He's now got Shaughnessy He's now got Fraser You know what you're going to get For those guys But the the one You don't really know What you're going to get Is the goalkeeper Because For all the time Jack Anik's been in the country We haven't really seen An awful lot of Jack Anik He has big boots to fill With Faslav Hladke away Mm. And it'll be interesting To see how he does Does that strike you As a deliberate tactic though You know if there there are two guys Who appear to have Similar ability But one has Got good experience At this level In this league Naturally you go for him, do you not? I would take the experience, Gordon, yeah. Um, I think that if you're down... St Mirren, I know Tony's come out and said, look, why it be a top six club? Well, I still think they've a lot to do before they can achieve that. And I don't blame them for coming out and making the statement, but I think the manager looks at it and thinks, our first aim is to stay in the league. Experience gets badge you that time to build. How... Given that Livingston and St Johnston Finished in the top six last mm. season How far away are St Mirren from doing that? I think they've recruited well um, But it's everything else Roger I think if you go off to a good start Gives you the confidence You keep your players fit You know I just think you need a bit of luck of course I think they're still a bit away from it I think that they've just got to keep building You know If you look at the last couple of seasons Was it Dundee United and a penalty shootout They stayed in the league uh, then last year They were just sitting in that relegation Fine line But they've done enough And they can build on that And as I say He's brought in good experience At the back He knows what he wants The board are backing him So It's all about getting off to a tell, real good start Tell you what though, does Second game of the season Rangers Third game of the season Celtic That's what they, I'm saying They better get something off Livingston on Saturday Yeah exactly that, That's not going to be easy what else should we be expecting this week, Roger? As we build up, are we going to see any significant movement in or out anywhere? I think clearly everyone is taking a bit of time to get excited about the start of the new season because it does feel different and you've yeah, got the, it, the lingering disappointment it, it, from the last campaign. Fans can't go, but nevertheless, we've been starved of football and we're getting something back, so we should look forward I'm, to it. Listen, I'm going to contradict myself here. The transfer window's open until October the 5th. There is absolutely no rush for teams to get players in. 
But all 12 managers will be rushing to get a player in for the weekend because it gives you a little boost. It's not just, you know, Celtic going for Barkas, Rangers perhaps going for somebody, you know, just to add before they go to Petodre. Every manager in the Premiership will want that little boost of getting another player in before the first game. Yeah, and so, for instance, Gordon Diel joins us again Thursday night. Will Celtic have two new recruits by then? Roger Come on Roger If you were placing a charity bet For Cash for Kids I was playing, placing a charity bet For Cash for Kids I would say they would have A new goalkeeper And they would still be striving To get a centre forward Right and I'm going to throw one In the mix I think Rangers will have A new striker Are you going to reveal His identity Or just no, any I'm, any I'm, new striker I like Roger I'm keeping it under wrap But I will say Rangers will have A new striker And by Thursday night Mark my words If not phone Peter And I'll take him on And beat the pundit again I'm not so sure I'm not as sure as you are I'm interested to know if this because this this strikes me as all those previous shows when he comes on and says I've I've got I've been speaking to people I've got it in good authority that Morelos plays tonight and then the team comes in they and he's call, on the bench. They call me the insider. I'm telling you now, just watch this space. They call you what? The insider. No, absolutely far too early in the evening. It's a family show. I'm not even going to anywhere near that one. Nowhere near Full-time it. Right. Teaser Full-time gone. teaser before I get myself in serious bother. <laughs> Wow, I did not expect that Anyway, right, full-time teaser What have we got? We're looking for 11 Scots Who've managed in the English leagues And have never played in Scotland You've got Graham Alexander Colin Calderwood uh, Paul Dickov Darren Ferguson Dougie Friedman George Graham And Mickey Mellon Bruce Rioch as I'm, well I'm going with one with George Graham here But I don't know if he's just caretaker what, The full-back Stuart Houston No oh. What about Ricky Sprager? Oh, Roger. He was on loan to Morton in the 70s Ricky Sprager was yeah. Really? yeah According to John Smith Who sent the question in Wow Any more for any more no, again, I think it, might, it might just be a, a caretaker one again What about Robbie Stockdale Nah he's not one either I'm afraid And I'm sure he played at air But Steve Evans No he played at Clyde Steve Evans is not on the list and Clyde and air maybe Yep Needing clues already? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I think we probably are. John Smith says this guy was the manager of Man City just before the Dazzler signed. It was Jimmy Frizzell? No. She was English, wasn't it? That was a good shout, that. Uh, was she Scottish? English. So, and was still managing after 2000? He, he managed Wigan in 99 2000 oh, season. John Benson. John Benson, yeah. I've never heard of I've heard of George. <laughs> You've heard of George Benson? Yeah. Are you going to give us a rendition? No, I'm not very <laughs> good. I'm <laughs> Go really on. Good. Come I on. I can't remember his oh. one of his songs. Tell me one Tell of his Tell him the song, Roger. Give me the it. night. Is it? Give me the That's, night. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, are you good at that one? <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, the show's getting worse. Right, anyway, a couple more. Right, clues. I've gone completely listening to Daz trying to do George Benson. Right, you've only got two more. This guy managed Millwall in the 2006-07 season. No. I'll put you out of your misery Willie Donachie Ah oh, oh, Phil Bagway Man City yeah, And last player. one Managed Swindon 2005-06 Never played up here Played for so many clubs Down south Mostly Huddersfield And Gillingham Was born in Glasgow though mm, Nationals Initials Quick 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 I-O Ian Nope Ivan Ifeonura Oh. <laughs> there we go Thank you Gordon and Roger Back tomorrow at 6 With Mark Guidi And Jim Duffy Make sure you join us Callum Gallagher Is up next